This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Good morning, everyone. Excited to be back with y'all for another awesome weekend on The Best Bits. But this weekend is Memorial Weekend, so of course, I hope you're spending time with family, friends, or getting a much-needed nap in. I know I am the latter one. I wish I was hanging with my friends and family, but naps are a necessity this weekend. So I hope whatever it is you're doing, you're having a good time. But thanks for spending at least an hour or two with me here on The Best Bits. I do hope you check out part one with Lunchbox this weekend. Kept him contained. We talked about some cons that we think may be happening on The Bobby Bone Show and Greek life, what that was like for me in a sorority. We got an update on life from Lunchbox, how he's feeling with the Tina Turner news. Just a lot over there, so make sure you go check that out. But before you do that, since you're already right here, let's dive in. Last week, Amy shared a story about her sorority and how they're currently on probation. Well, after talking about that, she got an email from the sorority current president, and it's a whole thing. Amy got in a little bit of trouble for talking about it. Apparently, uh, she needed some more proof and some more facts. I don't know. Just hear for yourself why Amy is currently in a little bit of trouble. Number seven. Amy got in trouble. Oh. Amy got in trouble. Remember that time? I, did. I, I know. To... I, 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 I don't want to bring up past times. What do you mean? I don't want to bring up NPR. It's a pattern. No, it's not a pattern. Uh-oh. Remember that time? This Come is on. different, though. This no, is, no, no, let me just set the stage. This is very different. Let me just set the stage. And sometimes, you no, know, no, 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 I, hear you. I need to learn. I need to learn again, you know, and I'm open to learning. Yeah. So... There was this church here in town called The Revenant. There's a big documentary about it. The Rembrandt. Whatever. No, The Rembrandt. No, they sang the Friends song. What is it called? The Revenant, maybe DiCaprio's movie. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is. They had a plane crash. And then some people were like, oh, they're covering it up because of all the shady stuff that's happened. It's Whatever. And Amy's like, I heard they're not dead. I heard that. I heard mm-hmm. from people in town. And so she says, she says this like, on the air. The Remnant. De- the Remnant. Yes, the Way Down Workshop. Or they, or she said, if you get skinny, you're closer to God, and she made yeah. a bunch of money. Whatever. Yeah, my mom did it back in the 90s. Amy Crazy. said, I heard they're not dead, and NPR covered it and uh, said, no, no, no. Amy's wrong. 
It's like they called her out. They called her out. Hilarious. You know, I wasn't saying it was a fact. I said I heard a... Mm. I wasn't huh. like... Mm. So you're just spreading rumors. Amy then. goes, why are there bodies? Why haven't they been found? Yeah, this the is the article. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, Post wow. Amy Brown asked. She I went on it. to say that Shamblin's body was never recovered. We, that's what I heard. Okay. We were having a... We're friends around a microphone having a conversation, mm-hmm. which is sometimes how I treat it, which I need to step back and the realize... The hosts of iHeartRadio's Bobby Bone Show broadcast their theories. They... Including Amy Brown said she faked her death when her husband's private plane crashed into Percy Warner Lake in yeah, May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not revisit this because right. now it's going to come back up. Cool, cool. So the I comma, was... there's now a new story. Come on. Oh, Amy's in trouble. Amy. Go ahead. Aw. Okay, so I was... T- t- tell them what you said the first time, though. Okay. I was a Kappa, Kappa Gamma at Texas A&M. I got a letter from... My chapter no, saying don't say they that have yet. Been... No, just say what you said on the air. Remind them what you said right. before you say why you got in trouble. I kind of remember, but good. Yeah, but our <laughs> listeners. They're suspended, and I said uh, that I saw on Reddit that they got suspended because they played blackout or backout. Which means you drink so much you blackout or you back out of being in the sorority. Ah, right. With incoming <laughs> college girls. So they were still in high school. Oh, so it's inappropriate. Whatever. That is I don't know that that is true. That's from Reddit. The and you can't say that now because you definitely did not <laughs> point that direction. I did. I said it. I said I saw I said I had to do research. I know, but you're not like, I don't know if it's true. You were like, I saw well, it on Reddit. This yeah. is the deal. And then you researched right, it. You're right. You're right. I treated it as fact when it is not a reliable source. It was theories based on the sus- suspension, which I got a letter saying they had been put on probation or whatever suspicion in and I decided to then do research and that's what I came across and then I chose to say it on air and that was irresponsible so the current president of the Kappas at Texas A&M right now sent me an email Oh my goodness. Amy, cat got your tongue on me. This Boy, I know she's struggling. I'm struggling right now. Because I I'm mortified. Go ahead. And I last night when I read the email, I was like, I hate myself. But then I had to forgive myself. And then I also asked that she forgive me. Paraphrase the email for the guys in it's the long. studio and the listener, but just it's paraphrase long. it. Paraphrase is that since the that episode aired, which she had the date, May 12th, aired multiple uh People, alumni, parents, members have sent her that episode to hear because they are concerned about their children participating in back out, blackout. So anyway, long story short, that's it's not Not long story short, by the way, guys, this is long story long. (laughs) Go ahead. It was something to do with Snapchat. They clarified it. I don't know. We don't even I don't even get into the details because I don't really care. What the email said is I read it. Basically, somebody was recorded drinking Underage. Underage. On Snapchat. So, huh. this... Well, and they've been... I don't, I don't know. know. Listen, that I seems a lot different than blackout. I am not blackout. speculating anything because it's not my place. And but you do all been the time. Uh, not, not right now. We're just so. friends talking. You know? <laughs> and We're they, just buddies around the old microphone. <laughs> and I forget that. And I just feel uh. bad that, like, it's led... They've been working hard to repair some of the stuff. And that there's incoming, uh, you know pledges, members, there's parents that are like, whoa, whoa, I don't want, that could potentially say, I don't want my daughter to be a Kappa. And I would hate that because I, I enjoyed my experience as a Kappa and they are a wonderful group of girls and I'm, very, just filibustering. I'm very proud of them. So I, I emailed her immediately and apologized okay. and owned my 
uh, negligence. You haven't really owned it here. You kind of danced around it a lot. No, I'm telling you what I, I'm telling you, okay, then I'll own it. Okay, go ahead. I'll read you the email no, that okay. I sent her. I don't her. need that. It is very, I, I owned it. I asked for forgiveness. I told her that I shouldn't, even if, even if it was fact, it was not my place to share it. No, no. If it's fact, it's okay to share it. Well, like that's it one. Or, that's a news story. But that's I didn't, one fact. I didn't have it yeah. as fact. And I, as a, I'm not a journalist, but if I were, I would have to prove it. And sometimes we are here and we do report the news at times. And so people hear us and I forget that people hear us. And the fact that multiple people, multiple people center that episode. Ugh. So you forget the microphone in front of your face? It just made me we so embarrassed. We just hang out. She forgets we've been on the air. We do. Yeah. Sometimes we say things yeah, yeah, that we yeah. regret and that is one of them. Absolutely. That's, yes. what that's, that's the thing right there. I say stuff too all the time. I'm like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. Oh, man. That's awesome. What's up? Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, oh. She got God again, huh? Got God again. I mean, oh. I know. Well, good for you. For, for coming on here and kind of admitting. Kind of. I fully admitted it. You got yeah, but there. what happened was half people that were listening turned the radio off because you were like stand, like not really? getting to the point. Yeah, and so they didn't I hear it. I feel like some of those details were necessary. <laughs> 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 now you got to go to Reddit and say, guys, you guys are wrong. I got no. an email yeah, from the president. Yeah, yeah. make it right. Yep. Okay. Whatever. Thank you, Amy. What did we learn? Kappas are great. No. No, Amy. Okay. The ca- That's not what you learned. What you learned is you can't present things as fact if... I- I was joking. I just wanted to shout out to the Kappas there that are working really hard to repair things. And what I learned is I am not going to say anything or try not to say anything unless I have it as fact. There you go. I am not committing to that, but... That's why I said try. Yeah, but I I Mm -hmm. will just say the word allegedly beforehand. I like that. Yeah, there you go. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Is it shady or not shady? That was a question this week. Eddie and Lunchbox had some stories to share about things that happened recently in their lives, and we debated if what they did was shady or not shady. I mean, I think everything in life can be argued. Is it shady or not shady? That's basically how we live our lives, you know? Trying to figure out which way of the line are we going to go. And, well, you know, Lunchbox did one way, Eddie did another, and you get to decide which one they really are. Number six. Here's a new game I just made up called Shady or Not Shady, where each member of the show that has one of these situations will give it to us, and we'll tell you if you're a shady person or not. <laughs> okay, I like it. Okay, let's go over to let's go to Eddie first. Okay. Eddie, Shady, Not Shady, what's your story? Okay, so last weekend my kids wanted to go see Fast and Furious, so they bought tickets to go to the movie. They spent about 10 minutes, 50 minutes in there, and apparently there was blood. There was a lot of, like, there was, like, a, a little sexy scene, and so they're like, we can't watch this, so they walk out. The kids Said that. So it was my 15-year-old and my two next kids. Wow. The eight, the nine and the eight-year-old. And so they're like, we can't watch this. So they walk out and they're like, as they're going to the front, they're like, hey, check it out. There's Guardians of the Galaxy. It just started. So they walk right into Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm like, that's great. That's what you're supposed to do. Back in the day, I used to just like go from a movie to another movie to another movie. Like for five hours, I'd watch three movies. Mm-hmm. So I said, that's great. Whatever you did was perfectly fine. Shady, not shady. That's what Andy. I'm saying. Listen, I'm torn because they left a movie. It's not like they stayed and watched the entire thing. Had they done that, shady. But they just did a little switch, so not shady. Not shady. As long as they didn't get the full other movie. Now, here's kind of the economics of a movie theater work for the most part, and I Uh can bring Movie Mike in on this. When you buy a ticket to the movie, really the... 
movie companies getting that, not the theater, not the oh. local building oh. you're in. Okay. What they sell is the stuff that you buy, the food, the popcorn. That's why they don't want you sneaking stuff in because that's the only way they make money. Got they ain't it. making it off the movie. Oh. They're making their money off of the video games, the popcorn, the the, the joganauts. Yeah, the candies. I don't even know what those are anymore. Milk duds. <laughs> so if you were to bounce to every movie, they ain't really losing any money. Gotcha. Is it okay. a little dishonest? Sure, but not this situation. I think because you didn't watch the movie and you paid for a movie, it'd have been the same price. Probably go to this one. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to go not shady. Come on. Now, we'd probably have a different discussion if it was after the movie, but even then, if the movie wasn't sold out, you could convince me, since no one's actually having movie money taken from them except the big company, mm-hmm. even though that's probably not right either. But I th- wonder if they would have gone in the front and told them, like, hey, we've been in there for 15, 20 minutes. We want to go they to the movie. They probably would have said you can go to the other movie. Oh, okay. Well, then but I'm going to go not shady. Eddie, not shady. All right. All right, let's go around the lunchbox. You're up. So this weekend, this past weekend, we went to Oklahoma City for a wedding, and I have a one-year-old, and we didn't have a bed for him to sleep in because he rolls around, so he sleeps in a crib. We didn't want to lug a pack-and-play all the way to Oklahoma City, onto the airplane, through the airports, all that. Explain a pack-and-play to me. It's just a portable, basically, crib. It's a pop-up, like, crib. It has four sides on it. Boom, comes in a little case. Really easy. Boom. So I went to the local store, big box store. You have them in every city. Oh, my gosh. Um, there we go. I, I can already tell you. Go ahead. Let, hey, let the guy say what he's going to say. I've not made my decision yet. It's already yeah. I like to wait as a juror till all the evidence is out. <laughs> when we arrived in Oklahoma City, I stopped by, went to the kids section, bought one, paid for it, went to the Airbnb, popped it out. Kids slept in it for nighttime naps. It was awesome. Kids slept great, used blankets in it. And then packed it up, put it in the box, boom, on the way back to the airport, stopped into that same big box store, and returned it. Shady or not shady? That's shady. Yeah, it's so shady. Shady. What are we talking about here? Because you used a product without giving them anything for their... And that thing's not going to sell for the same price now. You actually took value from it. Oh, yeah. I decided I didn't want it anymore. No, No, you didn't. You knew you were taking it back. You went in with the intent... To borrow it for a night. I think if you took it back because something was wrong with it or it was the wrong side, then I would go not shady, but you did it with all intentions of taking it, buying it, returning it, using it, but not actually paying for any part of it. Yeah, I basically rented it. No, you didn't. You didn't rent it because they didn't make any money off the rental. And you didn't pay anything. You, yeah, no, no, but it was like rental and it was like, oh, you know, if you re- return it within three days, it's like a car. Like if a you car. buy it and you yeah. get like two weeks. No, no, it's a rental car. You have to pay for a rental car. You it's still not spend like a car. money on it. No, a rental car, you have to pay for it to rent it. Correct. This yeah. one, you got your money back. I like, did get my free. money back. I said, oh, you just want it back on the card? Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, that's shady. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Shady. 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 It's shady to buy something with the intent of you're going to go use the product and then take it back. Now, mm-hmm. taking intent out, though, what's the difference? Your heart. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, though, I mean, right? it's, like, it's like people that wear a shirt, you know. But sh- what's shady? Shady is your heart. Sometimes you may do bad stuff. Ooh, good point, and good point. it may be on accident. But you didn't meet as an that's not a shady thing to do. It's an accident. Mm-hmm. That sucks. It worked out. That, that's shady. But like with my story, you wanted to say like, well, this is how the movies make money. Mm-hmm. And so since there was no money lost, it's not shady. Well, they so lost they, money. They didn't lose money. They did lose money because they, can't, they can't sell it back at the same price. <laughs> yeah, they can. No, they can't. Not oh, a return. my goodness. No, there's going to be tape on it. It's used They're going to send it over to uh, one of these stores where they sell it for much cheaper because it's it. been returned. So really, I did someone a favor that maybe they can't afford it full price. They oh get it at a cheaper. You are so, Robin Hood. You're the Robin Hood of playpens. So actually, I did something good for the world. So thoughtful. Eddie, not shady. Lunchbox, shady. That's what I'm talking about.
That's it. Court is dismissed. Was this court? Shady court? Yeah. Well, shady court. <laughs> shady court called in session. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Caroline Jones stopped by the studio and it was really awesome to hear from her because she is currently the only female in the Zach Brown band. She was just asked recently. So she shared that story and how Zach called her and how that all went down. Plus how many instruments she plays is totally crazy. And she performed one of her new songs, which you can watch on our YouTube page. So good. So talented. But that interview is super interesting and that's happening right now. Number five, it's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know. Her name is Caroline Jones. She's such a great musician. She plays, I mean, all kinds of stuff. I'm going to ask her in a minute, but she plays so many instruments. She's a great solo artist. We'll be talking about her project called Superpower, but she's also the first female member of the Zach Brown band. Like Zach was like, join our band and that band. You got to be really good. So here she is. Her name is Caroline Jones. Let's talk to her now. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Caroline Jones. Caroline, it's good to see you. Good to see you. Have you been in here before? Never. I'm so excited. It's kind of surreal in, from the green room because we've watched it so many times. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's nice of yeah. you to say. Um, Caroline's awesome. She plays... How many of these things do you... No, I'm just going to ask you this. What instruments do you play, Caroline? I play guitar, piano, banjo, dobro, and harmonica. When you play the harmonica, do you... Because I can cheat at the harmonica. Yeah. If we're playing a song in A, I'll just get an A harmonica and go, <laughs> and it matches. And Bob then every- Dylan made a career doing that. And then yeah. everybody's like, wow, he plays harmonica. <laughs> What's the difference in how you play harmonica and me? Um, just a slight, I might be slightly better than you oh. at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I love playing different instruments. I love production. And when I was young, I just did solo acoustic shows. So I picked up different instruments to try to make my show more interesting. I was playing at uh, high schools and colleges at the time. So it's a pretty humbling experience trying to get their attention. So that's what made me pick up the banjo and different tunings and different instruments. And I just love... I remember listening to records when I was a teenager and just thinking, how do they make it sound like that? Like, how do the layers fit together? What is a guitar player playing? And I was just fascinated by the intricacies of production. And that's really the kind of the mission behind playing different instruments. I'm not a prodigy on any of them, but I love it. And it's a lifelong craft and just love playing. This is a compliment and a question and don't take it otherwise. Were you a nerd as a kid? Uh... No, because if you were cool, I'm gonna be so jealous. No, if you were no, cool I and doing that, I definitely wasn't cool. No, I wasn't a nerd, but I was super introspective. Like I was a very mature. I was kind of a loner, I would say. But I don't know if I'd say call myself a nerd because I hated school. Really? Did you make yeah. good grades? Yeah, I did. But I was just kind of a perfectionist and driven. But I really never enjoyed it. I always wanted to do something creative. Like I made good grades because I wanted to get out of there. Me too. It wasn't yeah. that I loved learning. Yeah. And also, I'm just kind of OCD. I couldn't. Like my husband is like, whatever. I wouldn't do the paper. I wouldn't study. Like that would give me so much anxiety. I just felt like I, <laughs> you know. Tell Amy about your husband. How you met him? What that whole situation is. Hi, Amy. Hi. <laughs> uh, my husband is a professional sailor. So he races sailboats around the world. And it's a really niche sport that I knew nothing about uh, before meeting him. And he sailed around the world on this race called the Volvo Ocean Race four times. He's done an America's Cup, which is kind of like the Super Bowl of sailing. And so all that to say, not to uh, get his head too big, but more just to say that he has the coolest life experiences. Like he has the coolest stories. He's lived all over the world 
every continent except a- Antarctica. And, um, and so he's seen all these cultures and he's seen all the seven seas four times over. And he just has the most amazing stories. Okay, this is so crazy because I just finished this movie with my son on Netflix yeah. about the Australian girl that is the first female. Yes, that at, she sailed around to, by herself. Yes, right? at 16 years old. Yes. Which is wild to me. I'm like, her parents let her go. So that's the one they got ate by sharks, Dan? No, no. <laughs> she, no, <laughs> she, no, no. That's no, open no. water? That, yeah. oh. She did it, but like nobody believed her in the beginning. And yeah. they, they were like, how, to her parents, how could you let her go do this? And then when she, by the, like, two, it took 210 days. And when she came yeah. back to the port in Australia, there was thousands and thousands and thousands of people there cheering her on and waiting for her. And it, I got oh. goosebumps. Me too, I get goosebumps. I, she went all the way around the world? All by herself. So all you flat earthers that call this show... Watch this movie. Yeah, Boom. yeah, yeah. Uh, and her, her boat was named Pink. <laughs> and anyway, it was really cute. I know nothing about I've sailing. I haven't seen that movie yet, but that's super dangerous. Did they actually let her? Or I think she escaped, right? Or that just, was not included in the film because I think they want to encourage children to, uh, <laughs> to chase their, their dreams, dreams, not break the rules. <laughs> follow yeah. your dreams, right. kids. But uh, yeah, no, it was pretty wild. So I know nothing yeah. about sailing other than I just watched that movie uh, and it seems cool. cool. I still got to see that. So he was in another country. Was it like pandemic time? And- yeah, so we actually met during the pandemic here in America. But then six weeks after we met, he had to move to New Zealand for a year uh, to train in the America's Cup. And all my tours were canceled. I was supposed to be touring with Lucas Nelson. It all got canceled. Um, and I was just sitting at home, freshly in love. And so I ended up moving with him. And we spent the pandemic in New Zealand, which oh. I kind of... I I hesitate to tell people about because I kind of, they're like, you won the pandemic. You know, it's kind of not fair because there was no COVID in New Zealand. And it was like having a gap year when you're 30, you know. So what, where did you live? Did you live like in an Airbnb or? Um, yeah, we actually did. We lived in an did Airbnb. Did you move them? For, did you move around from Airbnb to Airbnb? Um, once they lost the cup, America got eliminated first. Spoiler. Yeah. I was waiting to watch the docuseries on Netflix. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dang it. Once they lost, we got to travel a lot, which was kind of the silver lining because we didn't have to go home yet. Um, but initially we were just in Auckland. Man, that'd have been cool, huh? I yeah. just would be freaking out that I wasn't working. Uh, I Did you play worked. any shows? Um, play I played some shows there. Actually, I met a bluegrass band over there, which is so funny because I had to sit in a hotel room for two weeks during quarantine in New Zealand because that's how they did it to make sure you didn't have COVID. And... I just Googled bluegrass band in New Zealand, not knowing that bluegrass and country is not popular in New Zealand at all. Bluegrass is basically non-existent. So I didn't know at the time I found the one bluegrass band that is in New Zealand. (laughs) And it's this awesome family band of Kiwis. And they're still my really good friends to this day. But I gigged around with them and we did some shows together, the Trenwis. But I, I wrote and recorded a lot of my second record over there remotely. So that's crazy. I never stopped. Uh, so yes, yeah, so you were working. Well, she also yeah. just went to New Zealand with a dude she just met. So like, oh, no, 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 no. That's you just sound a like lot. my dad. You yeah. sound like my dad. And, and it worked out. Like that's like that that other Netflix documentary of those people that got stuck in the other country because of COVID. Oh, they on their like their second date, best third date ever, or third something. Date, Longest then, third date ever. Yeah, they yeah, ended yeah. Up getting married. No, I was pretty sure. I mean, I w- I never really dated a lot prior to my husband. Like I was super career focused, but I don't know. It's very different. I don't know if you guys have this experience, but it's very different when you when you meet your person, I think. Um, the answer is yes for me. Sure. I will say yeah. that. So if I don't answer and just jump in, <laughs> yeah. who knows? I might get murdered later. <laughs> but yeah, the answer is yes for me. That did happen. Yes, yes, Caroline. Does she listen to the show no, and judge never. you? No. Okay. The only time she ever sees or hears anything about it ever is if it pops up 
on her Instagram a clip of something that we post. Yeah. But no, she does not listen. She avoids it because we're well, in here arguing yeah. about stupid stuff and we'll hyperbolize stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's not my version of its story. And I'm right. like, well, you can come on. She's like, I'm not coming on. So it just, you know, it keeps us from arguing about stuff. <laughs> you said murder a second ago. That's, uh, that's what I overheard her she say the me. other day. Because yeah. um, she was explaining to someone why she doesn't listen. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, because I'd murder him. Yeah, she killed me. <laughs> really? She said <laughs> Yeah, she killed me. Yeah, she killed me. She killed yeah. me. That's pretty much it. Okay, so Caroline didn't just come to hang out with us, although that would be fun. Caroline came in because the new EP is out called Superpower. It's five tracks. And what's the difference? What what are these five tracks about as compared to your last record that I can't even pronounce still? <laughs> okay, we'll just leave that. Okay, all right. Um, this new record, so this EP is the first half of my next album, which the full thing will be out this fall. I'm trying to release as much music as incrementally as possible in this modern market, um, which is something I've been wanting to do for a really long time because that's how I consume. Um, so this is kind of the first taste. We've already put out three of the songs and now all of them are out. And, um, this next record, I think thematically is really about like resilience and grit, which is something that I feel like I've been developing over the last couple of years, especially. And so just been writing a lot about that. Um, that's what the title track superpower is about. It's about kind of the triumphs and heartbreaks of chasing this dream. And as you get older and mature and as you spend a few years in this industry. There's a lot of jaded people. There's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of disappointment and heartbreak. And you constantly have to self-assess, keep your eyes open and be honest with yourself and recommit yourself to your dream and your integrity. And why are you doing this? And and so that's what that song is about. It's like a really raw, honest song. Um, But all the songs kind of play on those themes. That's it. I'm sailing around the world. <laughs> that right there. Yeah. I'm now going to get in a boat and do it. Uh, so uh, let's see. I was looking at the tracks. Can you play Lawless for us? Yes. Okay. So this is Caroline Jones. This is her song, Lawless. This whole, the all five of these tracks came out on Friday. And here she is live in studio. Nice job. Holy crap. Yeah. Hey. That was great. Amy, what did you see there? Oh, um... The whatever's on your finger with the guitar and the sliding back and forth. Yeah, and we actually that. had an outro for the slide, but my slide dropped. It fell, so it we had to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, but I was very impressed with, um, yeah, that part. I can't, I don't know what it's called, but okay, you were that, moving exactly up and. Yeah, it's yeah, called sh- a slide. Yeah, the slide. Well, she, Caroline brought a player with her. By the way, what's your name? Riley. Riley. I already knew it. I asked him. I just wanted him to say it himself. <laughs> Riley's playing with her and singing, you know, background vocals. Yeah. But Caroline played the lead on that. She played the solo. That was her. And rarely does someone, and Riley, I'm sure you're a great player and all. He's amazing. Rarely does someone come in and bring a player and play the the solo as well, which is really freaking cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah. We were actually just trying to figure this out last night because it's a very, very electric song. Mm -hmm. So we arranged that um, last night. But this is fun. This is a resonator guitar, actually. So it's kind of good for if you're going to do acoustic slide. It's very loud. Mm -hmm. Play, can you play a little bit of the solo? Yeah. You can do it slow so, if you um, want with the slide. Well, actually, let's just do the outro we were sure. going to do. Okay. This is- One, <laughs> two, three,
That's so cool. Yeah. You're playing. She's playing really so cool. far down the neck. Yeah. It's like not even where the frets are. She's like playing the, the belly part of the guitar. <laughs> yeah. The belly, I love yeah. that. That's awesome, Caroline. Thank you. So, okay, look, she's got five songs that are out today. It's the first half of the, uh, it's an EP called Superpower, but the rest of it comes out this fall, mm-hmm. right? Correct, yeah. And you can see Caroline out on the road, and I definitely wanted to get to this a little later because I wanted this to be about you more than about you joining Zach Brown Band. Mm-hmm. But she was the first female member of Zach Brown Band, and you're playing with them all fall too, right? Correct, yeah, The we have a... We have an all summer tour. I think I have like a hundred shows in the next six months because I play a bunch <laughs> of shows with them and then I play a bunch of my own shows and I love it. It's so much fun because I go from stadiums to, to um, I guess, bars and clubs that we're playing and headlining, which is so cool because I'd never gotten to headline till last year. So even to have people come to your own show, pay money to see you in Iowa and Illinois, it's like, it's so wild to me. How do you get paid by Zach? Does he show up with a thing of cash at the end of a show, or does he pay you through a check that comes through? Like, just I just feel hundreds? like he's peeling off money to the band as they just walk hundreds? off stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, is that a, like, I don't know I don't if know, I should disclose that. I, <laughs> I mean, do you get paid like a real job to just show up in your account? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get paid like a real job. I like a rubber <laughs> Can you band. Imagine? I know. Yeah, yeah, I want like a rubber band over like no, a, a Zach Brown CD of cash handed yeah. to me. But I don't take that for granted at all. I mean, it is so to have. Um, to have an actual career in music is such a rare thing. And so, um, no, it's really exciting to call it a real job. What I do you spent w- so long trying to do for that band? Like, what's your role? I ca- I'm kind of a utilities person, which is a term, a natural term for um, any instrument that needs to be covered that's not being covered. So I mostly play acoustic guitar, but I also, I also play B3 in the band. What, what's, sometimes, what's B3? Uh, sorry, organ okay. um, or keys. And sometimes I play... Rhythm electric or banjo, kind of whatever they need. Isn't that crazy, yeah, it's awesome. And actually, I didn't play organ when Zach first called me. He was like, "Can you come and play utilities?" And um, he knew I played a bunch of acoustic instruments. And he's like, "You play B three, right?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "You will by August, right?" And I was like, "Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir." Why is it called B three? Um, that's a good question. It's just the kind of organ. There are Got a bunch it. of different kinds of organs, like church organ and B3. I'm not sure exactly why it's called a B3 in particular. We can research that. Do you have to know all the songs in on all the instruments then, just in case? Like Pretty if somebody much, goes out and yeah. can't play the intro to Chicken Fried, can you play it? Well, nobody can play it like Zach. I mean, Does people he play don't that? realize. Yeah. Oh, he got it. Pe- people don't realize what an characteristic and skilled guitar player he is like when he picks up a nylon guitar in a room like this i mean you can't believe the sound that comes out it sounds exactly like a zach brown record like it's just it's so funny um but i could play it but not like zach what is your favorite song to play with the band there's this uh, song called sweet annie that's my i just love the harmonies do you know that song you should listen to it it's so good but um the harmonies in that song um, are my favorite because I love singing harmony with them. You know, there's a bunch of amazing singers singing harmony. It's like eight dudes in you, right? Yeah. Yeah. You nine. Your, it's nine dudes in you. I think. Wait, sorry. I lost count. And they're like, <laughs> dude, dude. Yeah. Dudes. They're big dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I, Hardcore. Do you have like your, how do you, do you have your, like your own room, your own bus or something? I, mean, I do have my own bus. I'm really lucky that way. Um, I also think it just wouldn't have worked. They're all, you know, they have their dynamics so worked out. I don't know if I could have gone on their bus and, made them feel comfortable. Well, you had to grow a beard. Uh, part of the ride. I think everybody has a beard. Just about It's funny. I went out on one show. I played a joke on them and went out in a beard <laughs> after um, I was announced as an official member. That's funny. Caroline, you're really good. And I hope everybody checks out 
It's called Superpower. It's five songs. Hey, Ray, give me a little bit of Superpower, which she was talking about earlier. So you wrote this one by yourself? Mm-hmm. When you write by yourself, where do you usually do that? Is it purposeful time you set aside to write or does something come and then you just kind of jump into it? Typically the latter. I write a lot. I hike a lot. I love being in nature. So I write a lot on my walks and just I play a lot at home. Like if I have a day off, I'll play for two or three hours. And a lot of times uh, something creative will, will pop out or bubble up. What was the first famous guitar part you ever learned? Where you were like, I'm playing it. I cannot believe it. Probably actually one of the songs that we cover sometimes, uh, Never Going Back Again. Because I I really loved and gravitated towards finger picking early on when I learned the guitar. And what I is loved, Never Going Back Again? What um, it's that Fleetwood Mac song. Um, ding, ding, ding. We should. Well, it's in a different tuning, but you can kind of show. Um, it's It's a song off their... Uh, famous album Rumors, and I love that album. And so I'm probably gonna was, know it when he's yeah, yeah, it, I, we right? can play a little bit for you. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's cool. it's really that's hard awesome. to play on this guitar right now because the action's so high for slide, <laughs> but um, I love finger picking. So that, those were some of the first things I learned to play that I loved. He knows all the like big riff kind of songs. He's also playing a 12 string. Yeah. yeah. Which seems impossible to tune. That's Big Mama. Yeah, especially on that song in particular. That's yeah. a tough one. <laughs> well, you do it all, Caroline. Everyone check out Superpower. It's five songs. There's also a song, Superpower. Don't be confused. Listen to the whole project and see Caroline out on the road. Go to her socials at Caroline Jones for all the dates. Thank you for coming in. Thank always you always for love seeing me. you. You guys crushed it. And man, I, I feel like I should go to a show. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, just kinda, they just kind of she's doing solos. They just pulled out a Fleetwood Mac song, the whole <laughs> thing there. Okay, you guys go check out Caroline Jones. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow, thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last weekend was a pretty rough weekend for Bobby and his wife, Caitlin. Something happened with Stanley. Their dog, Eller, got out. Just a lot of things went wrong in the pet department. And I feel for them because this kind of stuff would give me nightmares for days. So Bobby's going to detail what happened. And if there's an update that I can share with you guys, we'll also add it in after the story. Number four. Here's a voicemail we got over the weekend from Mark. Hey guys, just saw the TikTok from Bobby about uh, both his dogs, unfortunately, looking to get an update. It is a rough weekend, and I mean that as a pun, and rough. Oh, rough, rough yeah, the dog. it's a rough one. So, did you guys see what happened, by the way? No. no. Thanks for following me on TikTok. Anyway. Digital detox. I would. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I challenge that, but I'm not going to. So, on maybe Saturday night, and I'll start with Stanley, our bulldog. He was... Like in his little bed, and he like starts choking. It looks like a yawn, but it's a choke. And I hear come out of his throat. I think it's the two dogs, like when they start playing or they get a little rough, that one of them go, Yeah. At first, I think it's that, but I can't, I don't see the other dog. And I'm like, What would happen? And I'm like, Stanley, you okay? And he's like, Like choking again and does it again. And Caitlin's like, Are they dogs fighting? And she's like, No, Eller's with me. So it turns out, Stanley is like starts to like convulse and we have to rush him down to the vet. The emergency, not just the vet, it's nine o'clock at night. So we have to rush him to the emergency room, vet emergency room, whatever that is. There's people everywhere too. I felt so bad for every single person in the room. And I'm and and on the way there, I just threw him in the driver's seat. And he's just like trying to stretch his neck out and like just trying to get comfortable. And he's going, eh. okay, so he's and he's he doesn't play with toys, really. But he swallowed a huge squeaker toy. And that's what squeaked. That was the squeak? Oh. It's a squeak. Whoa. He's not even a dog that plays with toys. Is the weirdest thing about it. So I take him down. I'm like, he's kind of choking, but he can still breathe a little bit. But he was just laboring, right? So they take him back, and they try to induce vomiting. And they come back, and like, nothing came out. And I'm like, all right. I said, do you want to do x-rays? Because it, what you don't want to do is get into his intestines. Like, yeah. stomach... But it could get stuck in the intestines. You do x-rays. Of course I do. So we do x-rays. It's like 1130. I've been at two and a half hours so far. And so, and I haven't seen him. I haven't even told him. I haven't even told him what he's about to do. Because uh-uh. he, he hates x-rays. We've had this talk before. <laughs> so they do x-rays. They come back like nothing, nothing in his stomach. They're like, but, and I have the x-rays on my phone. I post it on my TikTok. They're like, there's this huge thing in his intestines. And they, you know what they had to do? An endoscopy first. They, they went in and tried to dig, get it out of his stomach through his throat. They had to call a doctor in Dang. and try to get it out, and they couldn't. So they're like, okay, it's in his intestines. So they're like, we have to keep him overnight. So it was so big that if it stayed in his intestines and it couldn't pass it, it, it'd kill him. 
So I'm like, okay, I left. I went to Waffle House by myself. I was just doing everything to kill time. I left the vet at about 3 a.m. Oh my. So I was there from like 9, 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. So leave them there, come back, go to sleep. Can't really sleep. Whatever. They call, and I wake up. I'm like, yeah. They're like, hey, we can check him out. It's not out of him yet, but it's not hurting him anymore. So we're going to give you like 48 hours, and if it's still not out, we'll have to do surgery. So I'm like, okay. So, by the way, if you're just tuning in, my bulldog had to go to the emergency room. So we bring him home yesterday. And so my wife went and I went and picked him up. As we were gone, Eller, half husky, half hound, dog we rescued a couple years ago. She's awesome. She dug her way out of the fence and escaped. Now, we live near a busy highway. She's gone. One of the neighbors, as I'm driving around, I'm in the Bronco because it doesn't have a top and I can just talk to people. I'm like, have you seen Eller? Have you seen? And she's like, yeah, we saw her across the really the interstate. We're like, oh, oh no. no. So we got one dog who is just laying in there. We're just, wa- I'm staring at his the little hole in his butt to see if anything comes out. We got another dog gone. So I drove around for probably three hours and I drove all around the neighborhoods and Caitlin kind of stayed near the house in case the dog came back. So it was like four hours. I mean, I, I talked to every single person on the side of the road. I was like, you seen this dog? You seen this dog? I was really sad because I was like, we're never going to see her again. So I come back around and I'm driving down the side of my house again, and I see Caitlin walking because she was walking like the block our house is on. She goes, hey, stop, 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 because the Bronco's really loud. And so she turns off, turn off, turns it off, and she hears, Dah. different squeak. She goes, that, I don't know where that is, but I hear Eller. We're like, what? I'm like, what? She goes, listen, here's her whine. She sees her through the woods, a neighbor's house in a yard, locked in a yard, and Eller's going crazy. So I'm running through the woods to get over there. The neighbor comes down and goes, hey, she was like in the road. And we pulled her and put her in her backyard so she wouldn't get hit by a car. Wow. This is probably like half a mile down the road. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I had to like run her half a mile with my hand on her collar back over. We found the hole that she had dug out from under the fence. There are foxes that just li- – they will taunt her. These foxes sit on the other side of the fence and are like, what's up, hound? What are you going to do? <laughs> she dug through. She's never done this. Dug all the way through. We were so lucky to get her back. I documented all this on my TikTok for like 24 hours. It was a nightmare. Stanley still still hasn't used the bathroom, that thing out. Mm. Whenever Mike D drove up this morning at my house, it was like 5 a.m., 4.30, 4.15, whatever, working from my house. Uh, he sees me out in the yard, like looking down. I'm looking at Stanley's butt. Just like waiting for something to come out. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, all right, buddy, let's go. So it's a dramatic what was a terrible weekend. I slept for three hours last night, three hours the night before. So I'm pretty sleepy, pretty tired. But that's what's up. It's a, it's a brutal one. Wow. Gosh. But I, I Eller came up. back, though. I thought she was that's, gone. That's crazy. I thought, she, I thought when Stanley was convulsing and choking, I was like, yep, he's, he's gone. But I didn't let my wife know I was thinking that. I was like, I'm going to go. You stay here. I rushed him down, stayed there all night. And then the next day looking for Eller, I was like, okay, we, we got to I was like, we'll never see her again. We looked for four hours. So has Stanley, like, pooped anything other than the toy? N-O. Okay. Nothing. Okay, so can we give him some Miralax or something? Does that work on dogs? N-O. Okay. <laughs> the vet's like, let it go. I've been feeding him extra, though. Okay. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. A little full. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're still in the window. Yeah. Of... So if he doesn't go tonight and it doesn't poop out. Surgery time. We're going to take him in can tomorrow. You... Yikes. How many? What What number of surgery is oh, this? Oh, yeah, good question. So total, <laughs> some bigger than others. He's had 14 so far. Oof. He's had nine at this place. But when I got him, he had a lot of stuff wrong. So the, a lot of these surgeries are early, early, early on. 
both eyes, a nose, the other side of his nose, just so he could breathe, his tongue, his wiener, his, his, both his legs. Yeah. He had a growth on his cheek. So a lot of that stuff was early. Also, bulldogs, they shouldn't exist. It's just so much inbreeding. So don't make an Arkansas joke either. Guys. No, no, no. Okay. I wouldn't even think of it. I wouldn't even think of it. So that's what's up. Dramatic there. The Arkansas softball team lost, and they're mm. out of it. And I was just gutted. Terrible. Oh. And then our baseball team lost a series against Vanderbilt. Yeah. Here. It's, that was here. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I just thought of a joke I saw the other day. Go ahead. Something Is about, now the time, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Just He said don't make a joke. And so you're about to is, make a joke? No. I'm just going to say what I saw. Okay. And said something like, like in Arkansas is... Uh, oh, Ancestry.com and, and eHarmony, the same thing. <laughs> is that funny, Dave? Hey, no, that's not you funny, just man. said, not funny I just funny. can't believe you said don't say a joke, and I literally read one, like, the other day. Well, dogs, one dog is home. We've had to put perimeters on the fence. I, I went through and put wood, like, firewood on the outside of the fence all the way around. It's so stupid. I spent all day, like, I was building a fence, like, I'm in Yellowstone. So... And then we're just waiting for Stanley. So that's what's up. It's a dramatic weekend. You can see all the x-rays and stuff on my TikTok if you want to see it at Mr. Bobby Bones. But thank you for asking about that. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. A few weeks ago, Amy announced her divorce news. And this week, she shared an update on how life has been going, as Bobby put it, divorce life. And she shared a compliment that she actually received from their lawyers. And it's something that I think a lot of people can relate to if they've gone through something similar. And it's just really awesome to see how Amy and her ex-husband are navigating this new season of their lives. Number three. We don't do this a a lot, but I'm just going to ask you, how's divorce life, Amy? Wait, why'd you go? Oh, (laughs) we don't do it a lot, but sometimes I just want to check in. She announced it. It's free to talk about. So, Big D, don't mean Dallas. How's it going? Well, I I have been proud how we've handled the whole thing all along. I mean, we have our moments, but I had to go by um, Ben's lawyer's office, and someone that worked there said to me, and I'm pretty sure she told him the same thing, that, like, y'all should teach a class on how to get divorced because we've never seen anything like this. In what way? Good or bad? Good. That, I, you know... We've just remained thoughtful and kind or respectful and kind, which has been our motto the whole time. And we've been able to work together and uh, come to agreements, quite honestly, that our lawyers completely uh, don't support. Wait, like, so you guys, is, the people that you've hired to give expert opinions, you guys have said we're going to do it a different way? Yes. Wow. And that, I think, uh, but that could be good. I mean, it really could be great. I think, yes. I I know it's going to be good. Like, I have been, we've also just been together, open to creative solutions and brainstorming. I get it. As lawyers, like, it's your job to protect your client. And so I think both of us have heard multiple times, okay, I'll write this up for you, but just so you know, um, it is my duty to tell you that I completely disagree with this. Wow. <laughs> but also, at the same time, they're like, wow, we've done handled a lot of different uh breakups and this is by far like the most amicable one they've seen and i just i i can pat us on ourselves on the back and i want to celebrate things like that it's not a not like a braggy moment but more so that i'm celebrating the fact that we've we've done something really hard and we navigated it as well as we possibly could and i don't take that for granted knowing 
that some people are not in a similar situation. One person might be willing to operate this way and then they're, the other person is not. So I do have gratitude for the fact that we're both have done a lot of work and are on a path of continued work and healing. And I think that that's brought us to a place where we can, you know, make decisions that completely throw our lawyers off. So divorce has been pretty good. I don't know what you mean by good. I don't either. I, I don't know it. that there's really anything good about it. Uh-huh. I don't recommend it. Yeah. Uh, but I I share this as hope for anybody else that, you know. What would you, you call can, your class that you teach? That's good. good I, question. I'd have to talk. I don't know. Talk to Ben about it. <laughs> I, I advise as your attorney not to do that. Because then he'll. <laughs> Let's see. I I don't know. I How to do something hard. And listen, we've had our moments. Don't get me wrong. Like, and, but, but I would say. In a, we have a quick turnaround, you know? It doesn't linger. It's more so like in the next 30 minutes, one of us is saying, oh, okay, good. Step back. Well, good. All seriousness, that's great. Because there are Thanks. other people involved, too. Oh, I know. I hear from them. And so no I. Oh, kids. Oh, yes. She hears from them, too. <laughs> I'm sure I hope you hear from them. But <laughs> well, I mean, that is our number one priority. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's great. I Other listeners, I've heard, and I know that people it are. He's like, yeah, go, I know. Listen. What you do? I know people are going through something similar. Or they may be starting the process, and I just want to share this as hope. I like it. All jokes aside, that's great. Right. That is hope. Probably and for a lot of people, where it's, they're on the very, very front side of it, mm-hmm. which I know when you were, it was not a good time for you. No. But okay. celebrate or, or selfishly me. Right. Yeah, or <laughs> right. you. But celebrate every win. And I think that will lead you to more wins. And don't also, just because your lawyer says something doesn't mean you have to don't do it. Okay, I'm not even class. going with that. No. I'm just saying you should listen to it. You should. Yes. And then you can make your own decision. Okay. I'm okay with that. But most times listen to the lawyer. Because they know a lot. Every, yeah, because they've just been through it a lot. You every know, once in a while. I, I know. We yeah. still have TBD, some of this could backfire. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, play. Yeah. Great. I'm glad to hear it. Seriously. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, 
and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We got a snip snip update. Yeah, I uh, felt weird saying it, but you know, I know that's what's all the rage about this particular surgery online. And Scuba Steve for months has been saying he is not going to get a vasectomy. It's not going to happen. His wife wanted him to get one done. It was a whole thing. And you guys raised your arms up online about it. So we got an update from him. Is he going to get one done? I mean, I'm just going to tell y'all, you might be excited for him for this update. Number two. As a doctor, the doctor's been ordered to help support this baby until the baby turns 18 because the baby was supposed to be born because the dad's supposed to get a vasectomy and the baby was born because the doctor screwed up the vasectomy. Oh. A botched vasectomy. Now, should the doctor have to pay for this kid to live for 18 years because he messed up a vasectomy? Amy? No, surely there's paperwork for this. Like, before you get the surgery, you sign something. Exactly. Yeah. I have to sign paperwork. You go to a trampoline place, you got to sign paperwork. That's right. Not even a vasectomy. Yeah, that's what's up. The man ended up leaving his pregnant wife and having an unplanned baby. Subsequent tests showed the vasectomy had... Okay, now we know. Come on, guys. Got it. What's up? Okay. He had... I don't know if you meant, like, totally left his wife or just... Left her for the night. A doctor's been ordered by a court to financially support a patient's baby until it turns 18. After the patient ended up conceiving the baby despite undergoing a vasectomy. The doctor will have to pay all this money after he assured the man that the vasectomy he had performed had been successful and he no longer needed to use means of contraception. The man ended up leaving his pregnant wife having an unplanned baby. Tests showed that the vasectomy had in fact, not been successful, and the parents of the baby sued the doctor, claiming his mistake had serious implications, both financial and emotional. A judge has now ruled the doctor must support the baby until it turns 18 years old. The baby's father suffers from a debilitating condition called severe bilateral hearing loss, which prevents it from working. Didn't prevent it from heep, 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 heep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> creak, creak, creak. <laughs> the condition prevented the man from finding employment, so the judge ruled that the doctor, responsible for the contraception, must be held responsible. Hmm. So there's that story. Now, speaking of that, breaking news. Breaking news! Breaking news! Thank you. Scuba Steve is getting a vasectomy this weekend. Oh, wow. He's doing it. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm being sterilized, folks. What happened? Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) What happened? Like he lost a bed or something? What happened, Scuba Steve? So I just uh, had the conversation with my wife, and it led me to I'd like to keep her happy Keep the marriage happy 
and I'm just going to get the vasectomy. And, and it's hard to say. He said wow, vasectomy. Yeah. He's choking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still have my, I, I, haven't, I haven't done it I, yet. I, so. I, I, he's stuttering, full on stutter mode, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> I can still run at the altar when I get there, but I went and did the, I can't even talk about it. I'm so nervous about the whole procedure and process. I did the consultation. We went through the whole process. He told me everything, which by the way, they did, they do tell you there that there is a chance that it could not fully take told you because there's like hidden things like a third tube that they don't see oh um, for sure you got one of those third tubes yes yeah. so then i even talked to him about like what are the uh, plans they call me third it? tube bones in college <laughs> <laughs> but then i was saying like do i do i freeze some of this and hold on to it just in case if we change our mind you know five years from now so we're looking at freezing some of my men for the future so once you get that done it's done right you're broken it doesn't work anymore right yeah, the factory Nothing shuts works. down, and they say that it could still pump out kids, you know, within a few weeks to a month. So be careful during that during that time period. But once the factory is down, it's down. It's not making anymore. But, but then they you can, can get reverse it reversed. It. You can, yeah, you but can actually... the success rate is much, much, much less. It's a 30% success rate because oh, once the factory is down, it's down. It takes a little bit to get it back going. Oh. But you can always put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Right. Are you nervous? Yeah. How nervous are you? And what do you expect the rehab to is it, re- is it rehab? <laughs> yeah. Recovery. Is it rehab recovery. recovery. That's tough. So uh, my nervous is on a whole other level. I've never been this nervous before in my entire life for anything. So very nervous. And the recovery is supposed to be, depending on the guy and how you handle pain, between two to five days. And how do you handle pain? I usually handle pain pretty well. So I, I should be okay. But in that region, I never really experienced any pain. So it's a whole new thing for me. What if the doctor slips with a scalpel? Yeah, that's, that's pretty scary. That's, those are things that are of concern. And I am going to get drugged up because I don't want to feel or see or hear anything. You don't yeah. want to feel, see, or hear? I don't want to. I, I probably yeah, wouldn't I cut all three of those off before this. But <laughs> Well, I mean, I want to be able to feel, see, hear in post-op. But during the process, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be because you can be awake and, and they do it like they clean your teeth at a dentist's office. And I don't, I don't want it to be that. Hey, you haven't had yours chopped, right? No, I'm not going to do that. Mm-mm. You had your wife do it. Well, no, I did not have my wife do it. What happened was what happened, what had happened was is we had C-section for one of our boys. And the doctor said, while you know, we're in there doing the C-section. Uh, well, we're in the neighborhood. We'll just what's it called? Yeah. Tubes tied. Yeah. They said we can do the tubes tied if you want to do it. So it's you, just like a two for one deal. But you wouldn't. You wouldn't do that? I, I mean, we were already in that. No, 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 no but I'm mm. saying you, on you. Probably not. Just period? Mm-hmm. Probably not. I mean, listen to Scuba. That's scary yeah, stuff, man. Yeah, but he's man. doing it. Lunchbox, you? No, I haven't done that, no. No, I mean, would, would you? Would you? No, I don't, I'm not down with that. Nah. What are you down with it? <laughs> would you, Bobby? Yeah, yeah I would, sure. No, I don't care. man. What do you mean, dude? It's like cutting off your manhood. They're not chopping it off. It's Might actually well. not. Have it. So they say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Scuba, good luck, buddy. Thank you. Let us know how it goes. Do, Very mature of you. Do this. Record your voice before you go, and then we want to play your voice when you get back. It's a lot higher. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting castrated. <laughs> yeah. That's what Lunchbox thinks. <laughs> All right. Uh, rest in peace to Scubas. Oh, man. And then uh, that's what's up. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. The golden egg, guys. This was crazy. Joe Exotic called into the show this week. He called us from prison. Yes, we heard the whole like introductory. This is a collect call from prison or something to that effect. And this interview was so good. He talked about Tiger King and he's never seen it. Wild. Just so many bombshells he dropped on us during this interview. And I haven't even watched Tiger King. I just know about Joe Exotic. So 
This interview was still super interesting for me, even if you haven't seen all the craziness and don't exactly know who he is. This interview, y'all will love. I sat there the whole time like, what is happening? And that's exactly how y'all are about to feel. Number one. From prison, we're supposed to talk to Joe Exotic. Oh, he's on. He's on. He's on. Oh, well, well, well. Go. Hello. This call is from a federal prison. This call is from Joe. Oh. And Bobby. There he is, everybody. Yay! Yay! Wow. How you doing, man? What are you doing? Uh, I'm working. What are you doing? That's the question. Man, fighting for my life. What is that? Like, what does that mean? I hear people behind you. Like, what's happening around you right this second? I'm in the stairwell, and they're coming up and down the stairs from chaff. What is everyday like for you when you say you're fighting for your life? Like, walk through a day. Walk me through a day of Joe Exotic. Get up at 8 o'clock in the morning, and you hope to be able to go outside and, and go to rec and get some exercise and some sun. And undoubtedly, somebody in the prison is so they punish the entire prison and you don't get to go to rec. So you got to come back in and just sit around and either watch TV, which I'm not allowed to do because I'm gay, or, or you sit and play games on a tablet all day. Why would you not be able to watch TV because you're gay? The gangs run the prison, so not the staff, okay? So I'm gay and I'm, I'm not allowed to watch TV. Got it. Okay, so if you can't watch TV and then you play on a tablet, do you get to, like, pick any game that you download? Or, like, some of our guys here on the show, they have kids, and they, they have to, like, okay the games? Is that what it's like on a prison tablet? Exactly. And then any, any movie you download has to be PG, you know? So what? You- and, and, then, and then you can uh, email in your attorney, and then, you know, the prison and the government staff read your emails so they know what the hell your angle is and what evidence you find and every conversation you have. Same way with these telephones, they monitor and record everything, so they know already what you're doing before you even file any motions or anything. They are rushing you, and you only get like a legal call every couple months for 10 or 15 minutes, and then they're rushing you. Well, you got to hurry up. you got to hurry up. And you, you can't you, – look, you just can't put a case together and fight for your life in 15 minutes every two months. So you think the system's built to keep oh, – the system is definitely built to keep you here. Is there any way that you feel like you can prove your case? Look, you know, after Tiger King came out and everybody was famous and then they kind of died off, you know, Jeff Lowe and James Garrison and and Alan Glover, you know, not as much Alan as James and Jeff, you know, wanted to be uh, movie star heroes. So what did they do? They turned over their cell phones, okay? And and so did Alan, but Alan turned them over on, on an honest note. Uh, James and Jeff thought that they were just going to f*** the government over and, and be heroes, you know. But they forgot to go back in the settings department of their phone and delete the files, okay. So we got 416 phone recordings and photos and, and videos of the federal agents telling them how to lie under oath in order to put me here so they could shut that zoo down. So you feel, still feel like you're in prison unjust. I am definitely in prison unjust. You know, uh, I was so pissed off yesterday when I did the interview to find out that, that Vice President Harris and, and the taxpayers paid for her entire entourage to go to Brittany Griner's first basketball game. Dude, the, the, the woman is just as guilty as 10,000 people in American prisons for buying marijuana in Denver and, and driving across to Kansas or Wyoming and, and getting caught and put in federal prison for interstate commerce. She got on an airplane and flew across international waters. 
You're talking about Brittany Griner, not yeah. Vice President Harris. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So, but how, what does that have to do with you specifically? Because I do think that they are two separate instances, and I do think there are valid uh, points to what you're saying. But what does it have to do with you? It, what, what, because I'm wrongfully imprisoned. The, the government knows it. The, the the evidence is out there on YouTube and the public. The, the evidence is there. I've been sitting on a motion. Okay, this is what really pisses me off. I've been sitting on a motion for a new trial for a year and seven weeks now. Okay, uh, do you realize in Russia she got all the way through uh, uh, being charged, convicted, arrested, appealed, uh, and and released in ten months? I hear you, but we're we're not, we're not talking about Russia here. I don't want to make this about Brittany Griner, which was a, a terrible situation, and a lot of people did a lot of things wrong. But I'm talking about you. I don't want you to pivot off of this because people be like, "Why are you talking about Brittany Griner?" You. Let's because, talk about because you. The, because the American system is more corrupt. Okay, why does it take me six years to get through a system? I'm here to hear that. It's just pivoting it over to the grinder thing. I just want to hear about you and why you think it's not fair to you. And and when you say six years and the justice, I'm I'm absolutely my ears have not been even have been as open as they are right now. So tell me more about your situation. Come September the seventh will be six years that that I have been incarcerated just trying to get my honest day in court. Okay, and and when I say honest day in court, part of the evidence that we have. Is Eric Good with Netflix paying $5,000 a piece out of the witness room during my trial to keep this narrative going so he can make a damn movie? Now, I don't know anything about the money being exchanged. I'm listening to you say this. We have a, a, a national audience. So if people are listening and they're like, this Joe. This call is from a federal prison. Cool. If they're like, Joe Exotic got screwed, like, what can people do? I, I, I just need everybody to, to stand up and start. Uh, you know, on, on President Biden's social media, uh, go to my website and sign the petition. You know, all, all I want is, is fair. You know, did I put five tigers to sleep? Absolutely. Did I do it the most humane way there was to do it? Absolutely. You might not like it, but it was the most humane way. And my USDA inspector said that was the way to do it. Okay, then during, during my trial, she couldn't be found to, to subpoena during court. How do you not find a federal employee? I felt that. And if that is accurate, I think it definitely should be looked into, investigated, and the right thing should be done. So, but, but, I, can't, but I can't do the, the right thing because I can't get this judge to move on a motion for a new trial. Do you, and, and do you know why? Because the president can't issue a pardon as long as I have a motion on file or an appeal on file. So as long as he doesn't answer it, I can't get a pardon. And if, and, and if I withdraw the motion, that's no guarantee that President Biden would pardon me anyway. What okay, about so- pre-Biden? Did you think when Trump was in office, he was going to pardon you? Trump's appointed judge and appointed U.S. attorney is the ones who did this to me, all right? And, and Trump toyed me out there in the public for, what, a year, saying that I was on the pardon list? And then come January the 19th, uh, I, I was one of them that wasn't on the pardon list, all because he needed, he needed the votes from Lil Wayne and Kodak Black's crowd. I felt that. And I hope people look into what you're saying. And if true, I hope people stand up together and they freaking fight for Joe Exotic. Because well, if you're being is- done wrong, you I'm, I'm on something here, Joe. If you're being done wrong, dang it, we need to do something about it. But the, but- the Go ahead. You know, you know, Bobby, it's not as much as just Joe's being done wrong. 
there's there's twenty, thirty thousand people stuck in this system being done wrong. I felt that because, absolutely because, because Joe has a, a, a top notch lawyer. Okay, twenty thousand people just just in this prison alone. There's seventeen hundred people. All right, and I can promise you, three hundred of them are black people that are here because they couldn't afford. A lawyer. Completely agree. Have spoken about that myself on this show. Understand what you're saying. It is a travesty. Yes. It's the culture is a travesty. That being said, like people it, you're talking to me about you right now and how you want out and you're giving me your facts. Do you think though that some that people have an unfair they were given an unfair representation of Joe Exotic because of the show and that's why they're not bonding together to get you out of there? I, I you know, I think I think Netflix I haven't seen it yet. You know, I think Netflix made an agenda to sell a movie, and I know when Peacock came out with that Joe versus Carol, that was all. B- I saw that one because they put it on USA Network, and and we get that here, all right. But the the general public has no idea what the real Joe went through to keep twenty three crackheads alive every day that didn't have anywhere to go because their families kicked them out, and Joe gave them a home, Joe gave them a job. And, and and Joe was planted out to be this big meth head, okay? And Joe's the only one in that show that had teeth. Yeah, and you're Joe, by the way. For those listening, Joe's talking to himself a third person about himself. You have Peacock. Have you seen my show Snake in the Grass? No. Oh, okay, you should. It's, it's a good show. You should watch it on Peacock. So let me ask you a couple questions because you said you'd never seen the show. How have you never seen the show? Because prison doesn't have Netflix. But you, nobody's like smuggled in or keistered in a phone or anything? <laughs> not, not with Netflix. <laughs> That's crazy. You've not seen it. Did you feel famous inside prison, even with prisoners that were coming in that weren't in until the show aired? After the show aired, man, there was prisoners that came into prison that were like, wow, I can't believe I'm actually here with you. And I'm like, you know, I'm just another person in prison just like you are. Mm. Uh, and, and and to this day, I don't know exactly what all the hoopla is out there, you know. Undoubtedly, I touched a few people's hearts because I've probably gotten over 50,000 letters already. Wow. Uh, Do you open all those? I answer every one of them. Wow. So you have all these letters of all these people that obviously really enjoyed you, understood you, were a fan of you from this show. You have not seen the representation of you on this show. Has an attorney watched it and said, this is how you're represented on the show. This is why people feel a certain way about you. You know, my my attorney has uh, told me about Netflix and told me, you know, uh, we're dropping a lawsuit in the next week against Peacock. Uh, for defamation and and everything else, because they represented me completely wrong, uh, and and I never had any hate mail until Peacock came out because I didn't I didn't shoot all of my animals I didn't I didn't none of that happened okay I euthanized. This call is from a federal prison. They were 23 years old and they were crippled and Peter was on my ass because I was being cruel of keeping them alive. So when they were filming this show, Tiger King, what did you think they were filming exactly? Okay, the, the part that I filmed, which was very little uh, in the original Tiger King, uh, it was supposed to be just this, this little documentary on tigers. wasn't supposed to be about Joe Exotic killing Carol Baskin. So it was an animal documentary in your mind, and you were actually, since you loved tigers, doing something positive for the tigers. Yeah, because I was trying to explain to, to the world that how can you, Bobby Bones, wherever you're sitting right now, appreciate and save the habitat in a tiger in India or China or Russia 
without ever being there. And you're probably never going to go there, okay? But if I could get you to sit for 15 minutes and play with a baby tiger and fall in love with this baby tiger, I could get you to help me save their wild habitat a whole lot better. And that was my entire agenda, okay? Uh, uh, you know, people think that I was just making all kinds of money, uh, dude. I ate out of a trash truck right along with the tigers in order to make sure that they had what they needed. Okay, what can my listeners do if they hear you and they want to find out a what you are talking about and if it's true, if it's not true, like how can we get them to investigate Joe Exotic and ho- hopefully they can help you? Give me some sort yep. of, some point to get, do here. Get on JoeExotic2024.com. There's an evidence page there with the actual videos and recordings of, of them under oath admitting to perjury and a plot to kill me to begin with. And you gotta, you gotta not just do this for me. You gotta do this for you and your kids. Because if this is this corrupt that this could happen to somebody like me, it damn sure is gonna happen to you one day. And if we don't change it, well, your 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 odds your odds are a hell of a lot easier than ending up in here than winning the lottery. Speaking of the lottery, we have a guy named Lunchbox on this show. He's been on the show forever. Joe, where are you, by the way? What town? Fort Worth, Texas. Just going to hang up on you in about 15 seconds. Can Lunchbox be put on the list, on the visitation list? They don't allow anybody to see me that didn't know me out in the world. But he did. You guys were... Yeah. Remember that time? you met? Yeah, I drove by your place in Oklahoma. Yeah, I stopped by. Remember him? Download a form and fill it out. Okay, and then... uh, Is he he hanging up? Is he got to go? No, he'll shut off. Okay, oh, cool, cool. Um, How much money do you have in your account, and can we put money in your account? We lost him. No. Oh, the the the, the snack account you're talking about. Yeah, commissary. commissary. Oh, call him back. I don't we think can. that's how we do it. Doesn't work that way. Yeah, I think you we can star six nine that way. That's one. what Oops. I was thinking of. Wow. Scuba, what's up? I was say I do have the number because when they call in, it shows up on our caller ID. I don't know if we'll get directly to him. But you know, I'm try. okay. I'm done. I'm kind of okay, done. Right, anyway. okay. <laughs> wow. He. I mean, listen. He made some good points, and I've hopefully made similar points about. The macro version of that. I don't know about his specifics. You know, he's like, this evidence, inside of phones, this person. I don't even remember what happened on Tiger King, really. It's been that long. I watched it, yeah. But even, I was going to ask him if he's running to Todd Chrisley. I never got to that question. Oh, like in prison? Yeah. But they're not at the same. He's in Texas, Todd's in Florida. And that was the point I made with Todd Chrisley. I was like, oh, don't you know this many people go to prison that unjust? And I'm like, yeah, it's people who can't afford to have an attorney. It's mostly people that don't have the money to protect themselves, to get a lawyer. It's people. It, it, but yes, he makes a great point. That's it. That's Joe Exotic. Hmm. That, was, that was wild. That wow. was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. A little eye-opening. A little funny. Yeah. Bizarre. There's some r- absolute honest truth there, too. How about that? Man, that recording of, like, you're calling a prison, that's crazy. He cursed a lot. Yeah, he did. He, did he must not know the current FCC regulations. <laughs> I, it's crazy that they, uh, you know, you hear about gangs running things, but like he can't even, he can't watch TV. Yeah, I'd, I be, I'd start leading the gay gang if they were me. What, That's a good question, too. Enough. Like, there's no gay gang? So there's not enough, man. Uh, there's not enough anything until you start to multiply. Yeah. Recruit. I have no idea how you do that. Never been to jail. But <laughs> uh, thanks to Joe Exotic. That's it. All right. Doesn't well, he have cancer? He does. I had that question to ask him too. How's his health? Oh, yeah, because he's, he's not seeking treatment or something. Yeah, yeah. I have that here. Oh, but I didn't get there because I wanted to let him say his piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Joe Exotic. All right, cool. Let's go.
It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. That's it for me, y'all. I hope you guys have a great Memorial weekend spending time with family, friends, loved ones. Be sure to check out that part one with Lunchbox. And of course, go to bobbybones.com or our YouTube page. There's so much content up there beyond what I share here on The Best Bits. These are just the top shiny moments that y'all either engaged with, loved, or called in the most about. So that's why I share them here. But there's so much more. And of course, you can follow me at WebGirlMorgan on all the things. I hope you guys have a great Memorial weekend. I will see you later. Yes, Bobby Bones. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 